Hey guys, if you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's absolutely free. And there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. So Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and a whole lot more. Basically, wherever you listen to your podcasts. Yeah. And you want to know what else? You can also make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, which is really cool. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey guys, I'm Emily. I'm Andy. And welcome to Unnatural Miniature Edition. The Minisodes. The summer sods. I'm still going with summer sods. You never told me I couldn't, so I'm still going to say it's, it. Well, all right. Well, it's too late. Okay, summer sod. If we want a legitimate name for this, we're going to have to wait until next year. Fair enough. <laughs> so what do we got going on today? Today, Andy, we are going to be talking about a man who was born with a genetic condition called ectrodactyly, which... Basically, his fingers and toes were fused together, and they looked kind of like lobster claws. Oh, my God. Yeah, so as you can imagine, he was a freak show performer turned murderer turned murder victim. This is the story of Grady Styles Jr., a.k.a. The Lobster Boy. Franklin Stiles Jr. was born June 26, 1937 in Pittsburgh to his parents, Grady Sr. and his wife, Edna. Now, Junior Grady Jr. was the first of four children, I believe, and he was born with this condition. And according to Grady Sr., and I'm not 100% sure if his father had this as well. I think he did, but I'm not hmm. sh- for sure. But anyway... So Grady Sr. said that the family had a long, long history of this condition going as far back as 1840. Wow. Isn't genetics crazy? Yeah. I mean, you see this in the animal kingdom everywhere. Like if, you know, one gene is passed on to the offspring, it just keeps going sometimes. Yeah, for sure. Now, being senior, had gotten married twice. And then, as I said, he had the four children. Two of them had the condition and he capitalized on this by making the family a freak show attraction and traveling in a carnival which is probably all you could do at that time to make money right yeah because at this point we're in like the early 1940s Mm -hmm. and grady jr started acting in the show by the time he was seven wow i can't imagine Yeah, and they toured together as, quote-unquote, they were called the Lobster Family. So he was brought up in this family like this. I mean, he didn't know anything else. Yeah, pretty much. It. Yeah, that's kind of was the the family legacy was, 
you have this condition, congratulations. You're an attraction in the freak show. Welcome. Yeah. Use it to your advantage. Right? Yeah. When they weren't traveling in the carnival, they lived in Gibsonton, Florida, which apparently is a popular city of residence for a lot of the carnival workers in the off season. Now, Grady Jr. had a hard time walking because he had a pretty severe case of the ectrodactyly. It greatly affected his hands and his feet. So for the most part, he used a wheelchair to get around, but he did kind of teach himself how to walk, like get around using his arms. So he did build up quite a bit of strength Mm. and he was really strong. And they made, I was kind of, this was just kind of a little fun fact, I guess. They made pretty decent money doing this carnival. One source said they made anywhere from 50 to 80 grand in a season. Oh, wow. That's more than I was expecting. Yeah, same. Honestly. But people are fascinated by what they don't understand. So that does make sense. Yeah. Now, growing up in the carnival, naturally, Grady Jr. fell in love with another carnival worker who went by the name of Mary Teresa. Sources were conflicting about her name, honestly, Mm -hmm. but most of them said Mary, so we're going to go with that. Now, apparently, she was a runaway who joined the circus as a teenager. Okay. Yeah. Which was pretty prevalent back then. Right. Yeah, so now from this point forward, when I say Grady, I'm talking about Grady Jr. Okay. So eventually, he and Mary got married... They had two children together, Kathy and Donna. Kathy was the only one that ended up with the genetic condition. Donna did not have it. And as per tradition, she joined the family business and was a member of the freak show. Now, I think Donna was involved, but not as involved. Maybe behind the scenes? or Yeah, I think that's more of what she kind of did. And... Apparently, she, um, you know, Grady was an alcoholic and a violent one. And apparently, Donna got the brunt of the abuse, Mm. which I thought was interesting. And his wife, Mary, obviously did, too. And one source said that Grady used his little claw hand and forcibly ripped Mary's IUD out of her body. Oh, my God. Now, for anyone who doesn't know, an IUD is a form of birth control. It's an intrauterine device. Yeah. It's it's It stays in that, your... He ripped it out. That sounds extremely painful. Yeah. Oh, man. Yep. Okay, so he was... I mean, once once he got married, had kids, it sounds like he's starting to turn into a maniac here. Yeah, Especially I mean, with the alcohol, you know, making it worse. Right. Yeah. We all we all have heard stories of violent drunks. And this is where information gets really messy. So try and stay with me here. Grady and Mary got divorced. Mary got remarried to the world's smallest man, Harry Newman, and they had a child together. Grady married a gal named Barbara Browning, and they had two kids together. One of them had the condition. Okay. I'm, I'm following you so far. So she remarries, marries the smallest man. 
he remarries, one of his kids has the condition. Yes, and I'm pretty sure this, the the kid with the ectrodactyly in question, his name is Grady, like the third. The third, okay. Yep, so they're, they're passing down this name like it's offering in a church. Which, side note, if I was an asshole, I wouldn't name my kid after me. Just saying. You know. Just saying. Don't want to pass that on. Well, he he obviously doesn't know or care that he's an asshole. I know. Well, deep down, assholes know they're assholes. Come on. Don't they? Well, he thought that he was just the bee's knees and he was famous as shit because he was, he was you know, a third generation freak show traveler. Ooh. Like the world's most famous freak show person. That's the first time that the phrase... The bee's knees has been uttered on this podcast, but hopefully not the last. It won't be the last. Is that the first time I feel like we've said it before? We're going to have to go back. Now we're going to fast forward to 1979. Grady and Mary's daughter, Donna, had gotten engaged. And the night before her wedding, dear old dad pops over to allegedly give his blessing to... Donna's fiance, okay. but instead he turns up and shoots him dead. What the fuck? Yeah, that's exactly what I put in my notes. What the fuck? <laughs> Bunch of question marks. Okay. Hey, I'm not. I'm not trying to be mean here at all. I'm not trying to be insensitive. But my first reaction is, what, how was he able to shoot the gun with the lobster hands? I don't know. Well, I'll sh- I guess you don't know what the hands look like, but I'll show you a picture and I'll post pictures on the Instagram. But like, okay, like just pick. Okay, look at my hand. Yeah. Like pick, but it's like one. So like he's got like finger joints. Okay. You know what I mean? So he can still pull a trigger. Yeah. Okay. Got it. As if things have not been weird thus far, it's about to get even more messed up. In the up. podcast or in the story? Both in the story specifically is what I was talking about. So Grady just boom, pop, bang, murders his daughter's fiance. No question about it. No motive. He just didn't want her. He didn't want her to get married. He didn't approve. Who knows? He never really says from what I could find. Uh, But he goes to trial. He's like, yep, it was me. He pled guilty to third degree murder. Didn't have any remorse. He tells the court, well, I can't go to prison. The prisons can't handle my disability. Imprisoning me, being this disabled, would be cruel and unusual punishment. He had, at the point, at this point in time, he had been drinking so much, he had liver cirrhosis, he smoked so much, he had emphysema, and the, you want to know what the court said? Mm. They were like, you know what? He's got a point. What? He was sentenced to 15 years probation, and he just goes home. Unbelievable. Yep. Now, for killing somebody. Yeah. That that just kind of goes to show, like what 19 like like our justice system has always been messed up. Like it's not just now. Yeah. This is 1980, I think, when yeah. court actually happened. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, anyway, Grady and Barb, Not much has changed in 40 years. No. It's if anything it's gotten worse. Yeah. Now, Grady and Barb get divorced. Mary and Harry get divorced. Mary and Grady get married again in 1989. Oh, God. 
No. So, you know, they the 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 deal with her getting back together with him was that he was a changed man. He had stopped drinking. Heard that before. Yeah, and you can imagine what happens. They get remarried and after a while And it all goes to hell. Yeah. After a while, Grady, you know, he's like, shit. I got away with murder. He thinks he's above the law. He can do whatever he wants. So he starts drinking again. He starts beating Mary again. And this time, it was much worse than before. Right. He would choke her with his lobster hand. He would threaten her. He would threaten the kids. He was sexually abusing her. He tried to smother her one time, apparently. I'm not I'm not 100% sure why, but I mean. My God, what a sick fucker. Whatever, I guess. Yeah, he is. So then in 1992, Mary was like, I'm done. Don't tell me she went back to Harry. No. First of all, if your name's Mary, you shouldn't be with somebody named Harry. But that's a Mary side. and Harry. Yeah. yeah. I mean, come that's on. neither here nor there. So Mary has enough. And her and her son, Harry Glenn Newman Jr., which is one of the kids she had with Harry, obviously. He went by Glenn. And somebody. So but the guy, another guy naming his son after himself. Yeah. Jesus. But he, he went by Glenn. <laughs> so Mary enlists the help of Glenn. Saying, look, we got to do something. And then they go to the 17-year-old neighbor boy who is also involved in the carnival, but also allegedly gang-affiliated. And they allegedly paid Chris $1,500 to unalive Grady. Whoa. Chris obliged. So November 29th, 1992... Grady Jr., now 55, was just chilling in his tidy whities watching TV, probably drinking a beer, Ugh. smoking a cigarette. Chris walks in the trailer and shoots him in the back of the head. Bam. Grady's dead. Wow. Right there in his tidy whities Had he known, <laughs> yeah. had he known, he probably wouldn't have been in his tidy whities He he might have thrown a t-shirt. Which on. is why you wear boxers. Come on. <laughs> saying. <laughs> you always have to have that in the back of your mind. What if somebody kills me right now? Yeah. <laughs> That's why I sleep fully clothed because I have yeah. to be prepared to make a run for it. Same I don't want to be yeah. running through the streets naked and listening to help of my neighbors like someone's trying to break in my house and kill me. No, I want or or even in tidy whities because come on, who still wears they those? Were, I would I would one hundred percent imagine that they weren't even white anymore. They were like that dingy uh, old, like oh, kind of no. orangey yellow with like massive yeah. shit stains up the back. Oh God! Yeah, I could see that. Moving on, <laughs> Glenn, Glenn and Mary at first tried to deny their involvement. But after Glenn failed a lie detector test, he confessed to everything. Mm-hmm. So um, Chris was convicted of second-degree murder, and he was sentenced to 27 years in prison. Mary was charged with conspiring to commit murder and received 12 years. 
Now, this is kind of the fucked up part because Mary told Glenn, look, take the plea deal, but he refused and he was sentenced to life in prison. Hmm. I wonder why. I wonder why he didn't take the plea deal. Yeah, I'm not. I couldn't really find out for sure. Huh. To be honest. And I couldn't. I'm, Did he just think he was going to get off or what? I think so. Wow. I don't know. Okay. But Glenn still got a harsher punishment than Chris did. That's fucked up. Yeah. But, you know, we it's the American justice system. What are you going to say? I guess. Now, going back to Grady, he, this is not surprising, but it's kind of low-key funny to me. He was so disliked by his family and the community that only 10 people attended the funeral and no one volunteered to be pallbearers. Hmm. I think... The funeral home staff ended up doing it. Wow. Yeah. I'm surprised he even got 10, to be honest. I mean, they were probably like the 10 people that showed up were probably like freak show fans. Right. Yeah. That didn't really know. They were like, oh, no, the lobster man got murdered. Yeah. They were just like, can I see his claws one more time? Is it going to be an open casket? (laughs) But here's where it kind of gets weird again. During an interview for the documentary called Freak Show, featuring these people, Grady the Third said that Mary didn't actually put out a hit on his pops. And he claimed that mom and dad were arguing. And afterwards, you know, she said something needs to be done. And Glenn was like, yeah, you're right. And Glenn was telling Chris about the argument and just kind of you know, mentioned, like, yeah, like, my mom is just sick of it. Like, she wants something to be done about it. And the So he went plan, off on his own accord? Is that what you're saying? Well, uh, uh, according to Grady the Third, Glenn told Chris, and the plan was that they were just going to beat him senseless or scare him or something, but then Chris showed up with the gun and shot him in the head. He wasn't actually paid to do this mm. now i mean the the amount he was allegedly paid that i saw in sources was different too most of the articles i read said 1500 bucks a couple of them mentioned 300 i think one of them mentioned 500 so it's not even 100 per you know who knows yeah but there's like i couldn't really find a whole lot of information out there so yeah it's just a super wild convoluted mess but Mm -hmm. i think i think mary has been released from prison since yeah i mean if she was if if it was 12 years then definitely and well yeah it was 92 so obviously chris should be pretty damn close i mean wasn't it 27 years so and you usually gets reduced a little bit so yeah he might be out as well yeah and i i couldn't find anything about that either i couldn't yeah which was just kind of a bummer because I wanted to know. Yeah. But I'm going to keep my guard up. If any of you listening know what happened to Mary, Chris, or Glenn, shoot us an email on at gmail.com. Let us know because yeah. I didn't find anything in my research and I was pretty bummed about it. So, yeah, that's the story of Lobster Boy, the freak show performer turned murderer turned murder victim karma that is karma came to get you absolutely the karma police were after him speaking of email 
come find us on Twitter, Unnatural the Pod. Come see pictures from this case, past cases, and follow us to see pictures from future cases. That is Unnatural the Podcast on Instagram. We have a Facebook page, Unnatural, a true crime podcast. We also have a Patreon set up where you can come and see, listen to, ad-free episodes. We'll throw some extra bonus episodes in there. You'll get behind-the-scenes content, funny pictures, just basically whatever we decide to throw at you. That's patreon.com slash unnaturalthepod. Speaking of things that we just like to throw at people, I would, and this is the first time we've mentioned this on the podcast. I just got to say this right now. At the very end of the podcast, you get to hear all kinds of crazy shit. So listen to the very end after the music, and you'll hear an entire cattywampus of crazy stuff coming your way. My favorite part of these episodes are the funny outtakes after the music. Yeah, it's always fun. You never know what you're going to hear. And I never know because you never tell me, so it's always a surprise. I know. Exactly. Even this episode, who knows? I don't even want to know what's going to come out of this episode because. Uh oh. Alrighty, guys. We hope you enjoyed listening. We hope you continue to listen. We hope you make good choices and you don't use your lobster hands to strangle your wife. I, I would concur on that. And we've got one more. Mini-sode, summer-sode, whatever the hell you want to call it. Bonus episode before we actually kick off season two in October. So we'll see you then. See you then. Bye. Like, just pick... Okay, look at my hand. Yeah. Like, pick... But it's, like, one. So, like, he's got, like, finger joints. Okay. You know what I mean? So he can still pull a trigger. Yeah. Okay. Got it. I I just did something (laughs) really weird right there. I I wasn't trying to make it look like that. (laughs) 
Old habits die hard. Okay, <laughs> moving on. Later, Gator. Later, Gator. Hey, hey, hey.